time to get extreme with ReCW. Hello everyone and welcome to the episode of ReCW. As we have looked so far from episode 1 all the way to episode 72, on our journey to episode 401, we've got myself Paul with Jay and Griff as usual. And this is an important episode. This is a very... As you say, it's the episode. Well... This is all very serious and... and... I'm, I'm, I'm not sure whether you're reading the news or, or talking about. It's the new me. ECW Hardcore TV episode 72 from 1994. This is know. bigger than Terry Funk of the Funk Ranch. Thank you. The it's Double Cross Branch. Of, of the ba- Double Cross Branch. This is bigger than when he ball. fought Chris Candido and WCW and got hit by a horse. That's the thing. <sighs> so, I was looking at www.wwe.com forward slash classic forward slash ECW forward slash of extreme and they got a whole little bit about this which I was tempted to read but you didn't well I'm here now oh sorry you said tempted to read as in like I was tempted but I didn't do it you just you come up with such pointless comments you ruined the beginning of this show you have you are Glenn Osborne. You've ruined the first 71 episodes. I'm allowed one episode. It hasn't Sorry. been 71 episodes. It doesn't work like that. We do like three, four a time. Oh, it doesn't matter. Let's up. not take away from the magic of episode 72 by our bickering. Let's it not take away from the fact that two decades ago on a muggy summer's night, a thousand <laughs> wrestling fans packed into a bingo hole in a grungy Philadelphia neighbourhood to witness history after WCW withdrew from the National Wrestling Alliance and the NWA were left without a world champion, a young, exciting, northern-based organisation called Eastern Championship Wrestling was selected to carry the torch to the NWA and carry the title. On an evening in Philadelphia, eight-man tournament was held to crown a new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. The action unfolded as normal, being counted, but after Shane Douglas was victorious in the finals, nobody predicted what happened next. Bang. Ugh. And basically went down to throw down the title and renamed it. There's more, but they want to read the whole thing. Just wait, wait for that. Well, not really, is it? It's 20 years ago, mate. Just wait. You wait. No, I'm right, I'm right. Why are you whispering? No, I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> So, week 72 of ECW, it kicks off with 911 versus the <laughs> wild card. <laughs> Doink the clown. Eating an apple. So this is the wild card. Yeah, who would have predicted on this iconic show that Doink the Clown would be on it? I'll tell you who. The person in the front row who had made signs for Doink the Clown. Just do the crowd started chanting kill the clown. ECW does not clown around. ECW does not clown around. Yeah, fucking put a microphone pen with him. They must have advertised it. No, he, he, so, he, so we had 911 does not clown around, and this is ECW, no clowns allowed. Well, that was he was ready. That was the the fan sign guy, wasn't it? Yeah, like quick writing sign guy. He took paper and pens with him, and he sort of became 
his own so sort clever. of own sort That's of gimmick. So yeah, I mean, it's almost as if someone had written them out the back and then just like handed them out to him on the hard camera. No, apparently he used to write his own signs there, <clears throat> and he started to think he was a bigger part of the show than what he was, which is why they later introduced potentially their own sign guy to fade him oh. out. And it also hack guy apparently got caught up with his own stuff where the shows would like start at eight o'clock and about seven thirty he would stand up and put his hat on and get a massive pop, but he wouldn't put his hat on until the show's about to start. What a fucking diva. So now they started selling hats in the club show. I learned all this from Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitbrook's new podcast, which is pretty amazing. You have recommended this. I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Cactus Jack stories are hilarious. They're just they're just great. Mm. But yeah, no. So nine one ones against Doink the Clown in a dream match that I didn't know that I wanted to see, but I needed to see. And now I've seen. So the crowd see. Um, it's really was good. Like, it's pointless to kind of what? Why? Like pointless. Obviously, once you see it, but then. When you watch the end of the episode, I feel like they're telling a story. They are telling a story. And it was genius story. when you think of it. It is we'll genius. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. I, I liked um, Doink the Clown in general on ECW. It wasn't as bad a fit as you would sort of think. Because, yes. Because Matt Bourne's such like a clever kind of sort of wrestler in his ways and his promos are very similar to um, Roddy Piper but, I wouldn't um, have mind him getting a couple of punches in on 911 but um, no that wouldn't have worked hey ho hey ho but it just he just yeah he just fitted he, he got hit he got that he would be hated he knew it it wasn't trying to be anything but um, yeah I quite like the story they were telling him in the sense that you know we know that Doink the Clown is actually a very good technical wrestler um, and he needs to rely on that if he's going to uh, put any challenge towards 911. And that's what he started to do. You know, he started trying to do the up and under and, and, and try and stick and move and just got stuck and then didn't move. It's like we know who he is, but we don't know why he's here. You quote well, we that to me literally no every other day. Allowed. <laughs> what do you mean? All the time you keep doing your little Scott Hall line to me. All week, in different ways, I get it. That's what Enzo should have said hey the other yo. day. For hey-ho. He tries. He's on the floor, <laughs> bless him. <clears throat> he got taken out by a security guard, and you can't teach that. <laughs> so, um, Doink basically dodges around for a little while. Eventually, he gets caught, and he is chokeslammed three times. And 9-1 pins him to advance. I feel like one clown down, only Bischoff and McMahon to go. Because what's called? Is, is <laughs> it just called a choke slam? Is it? I feel like he should have been called like the hang up, or something to do with a phone. Where was I when they were pitching oh. this move? Luckily, not in the room. Um, probably uh, doing your GCSEs. Or, no, you weren't doing your GCSEs. You were just oh. at school. Oh. <laughs> What year was this, 94? You were 12. <laughs> I just would have started, yeah, yeah. I don't think you even knew what phones were. That's true. Oh, what world. 
Um, the receiver, just something, just oh, something. A the receiver would have been great. I don't know if receiver works though. It doesn't age well, does it? The darling. <laughs> the da- no, darling. Like the emergency call or, or or something like that. Just you know, you're you're stuck on the phone. Because that's nine one one. What else can you do? Chokes them. But dial it, dial it in. Yeah, but what are you dialing? Nine one one. The emergency <laughs> services. Yeah. You're dialing it. And then after that, you hang up the phone, the hang-up. I think it should have been called the hang-up. I think it should be called the what service do you require? No, I just want what would it. Because that's exactly what happens after 911. Oh. I like Chokeslam. I've never been against it. And Paulie Dangerously grabs the mic and he says, this ain't the freaking circus, this is ECW. Cue the intro video. Extreme. Oh, no, no. I, I couldn't work out if um, Paulie Dangerously was wearing like a white, like a smoker's jacket or... I don't know. It just, did, it just looked a bit weird. Yeah, it wasn't his usual uh, suit jacket, was it? He'd gone a little bit funky and trendy. Big night, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was a big night. Big night, he knew. I mean, it no one D knew night. about Big Night. It was the night. Um, Joey Styles struggles to introduce the product as he didn't know if it's Eastern NWA or what, but he said it would be explained later. A bit like Griff said about this show when I started to bring it up. Mm. Very similar. We then got flashbacks to the Tommy Dreamer versus Sandman feud. Nice little build there. And it took us to Sandman versus Tommy Dreamer, the Singapore Kane match. So there was a, a little promo beforehand about, you know, women wanting... Tommy Dreamer to bleed, wanting Tommy Dreamer to do this, wanting Tommy Dreamer to do that. I want, I want, I want. Um, and Sandman, uh, with his usual, see what I've got to put up with, which I feel should be a t-shirt, saddle. It, should, it can be. I just... just Singapore, Singapore Kane with, see what I've got to put up with. I'll write it down. You might write it down. I'm writing it now. Write, write in. At underscore sports arena on, on Twitter. Tell him that you want these t shirts. See what I've got. See, he's pretending to, to write it down. Put up See the lengths he's going to, to pretend. With Singapore Kane. I can draw a good Singapore Kane. What is it just like Kane in Singapore? I mean, when do we talk again after that? Do we just leave it for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> One night in Bangkok in the world. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Bangkok, Oriental setting. So, da, 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 where are we at? Stop trying to, this is iconic. Let's not ruin it. Sang my dreamer match. Yeah, I mean, it was a white match. I like it was a match. It was a terrible match. Yeah. I, I quite liked it. I, I didn't mind the match. Do you know the bit that I, I suddenly realised how big a Sandman fan I was? Tommy Dreamer's coming out in his sparkly red robe with his um, uh, with his uh, suspenders still on, with his braces still on. And as he walks out, Sandman basically just stands up on the middle rope and stares at him. And there was an image of Stan, Sandman just standing there staring at him with a cigarette in mouth. And I thought, I'm a Sandman fan. I thought you were going to say when you realised you were sitting there in zebra jogging bottoms and a black t-shirt with bleach blonde hair smoking a cigarette. 
<laughs> when the fuck did this happen? <laughs> well, I, I, I did. I did just beat up the postman and tell him to pay his bills. And when you uh, leave, telephone bill. when you when you leave your house, instead of just walking straight through the door, you try and find the most awkward route to get there yeah. and prolong it and stand. Meet everyone going, yow! This is WWE thing. That was a little rendition. Um, so, yeah, so the finish comes with Woman hitting Dreamer. Um, Sandman hitting a DDT for the win. So Sandman gets to Kane Tommy ten times. Todd come running out and he goes, They cheated. You can restart the match if you want. And Tommy said no. Yeah, now, how do we feel about this? Because this is meant to be him, you is know, it... being a good guy. And, you know, we live up to our, our whatevers. We love, live up to our, our stipulations. Yeah. But... He's a bit of an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like Pride, in, in a smart get, mark. You nowhere. Yeah, in a smart mark kind of crowd, you would kind of sit there and you think, oh, you're a bit of a... You're stupid. Nothing good can come from this. It's just like, oh, this is ECW, and we don't win. Well, yeah. I thought the whole yeah, idea is you didn't want to get caned. Oh, but mate, the canes like they just—I could feel them. I just, yeah. Yeah, we'll get onto those in a second. But yeah, I mean, this was the thing. It was just that kind of like, um, I, yeah. I just, I, I get that he's doing the the big stand-up thing, but. You didn't need to because you could have caned him if you just went with Todd. It, it felt like when he sort of said it, you kind of felt yourself go, "Yeah, what?" Is that sort of moment where he said, "No, I don't need it." And you're like, "Yeah, you don't." Like, what are you doing? Why? Is that sort of you thought, "Go on, Tommy." Then you realise that he'd made an awful decision for no reason. Yeah. So and this just, leads because he wants to. Just because he likes getting caned by the looks of things. Sandman. This leads to Sandman uh, caning him. They dragged it out a bit, but I guess he was selling every cane shot, even though I don't think you'd have to like be a great actor because I kind of felt like he felt every single one of them. Yeah, I mean... Was it the, the, the big old marks and the, the blood running down his back that maybe gave you that impression? I kind of gave with a hint, yeah. Yeah. I, I just... I hope he got. I hope, I hope people get a nice little payday when they fight Sandman and get caned. I just, yeah, just ouch. You ain't met Bulls Mahoney yet, mate. Oh, yeah, you ain't met Bulls Mahoney yet. You've, you've, you've got to live through Masato Tanaka versus um, Mike Awesome and, and Mike Awesome versus Spike Dudley. Rhino versus Spike, Spike Dudley. Spike get Dudley there. versus everyone. Yeah. And New Jack and Mustafa. Oh, too much. Jeez. Um, now, one of the close-ups of him kind of emoting after being whacked by the cane, uh, I did notice we are definitely getting there because there is the shades. You can start seeing the Tommy Dreamer goatee starting to grow in. Yeah. <laughs> we are very close to iconic Tommy Dreamer. He is becoming a man. Um, woman gave him an out. Said, if you kiss my feet, it'll stop. You'd just do it, wouldn't you? Well, he's been kissing her every week for the last, like, three weeks. 
Yeah, I mean, what's his, what's the feat compared to everything else? I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, he, the reason he's lost this match is because he was trying to kiss her. Exactly. So he's he's um. Yeah. Instead, he just said, "Please, he sir, can I have another?" Wanted to get caned, didn't he? He really did. And that's what we've learned from this: is is he was a little bit of a weirdo, wanted to get a beating. He did. Um, so yeah, he basically kept saying. In all honesty, though, this is quite an iconic um, segment because this is what changed a lot of the ECW fan base's opinion on Tommy Dreamer. He was very much pointed as Rookie of the Year, NWA kind of good little baby face, came out in sparkly jackets, and they thought he was going to be a star, and everyone was turning against him, booing him, um, much like you see a lot of sort of pushed stars in WWE nowadays. It was very much the crowd were sort of going against it, saying, not interested, not interested. But this segment by him being extreme, constantly getting hit, going, please, sir, can I have another, can I have another? It was actually the turning point in his career. Where he was. On like a serious thing. So, it's a big segment. And it leads to um, highlights from the NWA tournament, which is pretty much the whole tournament highlights. Well, the remainder of the tournament, apart from the 9-1-1, the clown match. So the last two things, very briefly, about the, the Sandman Dreamer. Um, was um, I really enjoyed women in this. I thought her as kind of that just shrill kind of, you know, wind up, you know, the, 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 the longer she just, she seemed to expand his name every single time she, between the cane shots. So it's really dreamer. I mean, how much is she embracing this character at the moment? I know, it's, it's, it's the only time I can remember enjoying woman as a manager well, um yep i was gonna say apart from this all i can really ever remember her doing is just walking down to the ring with um liz and rick flair with wcw nitro this is a far better setup than than whatever the fuck she was doing with the towel and the taskmaster yeah oh massively in ecw massively um and then uh my last note on this is the run-up for cane shot number 10 yeah the sprint across the ring and the absolute baseball swing of a shot onto number 10. Yeah. So, um, you weren't holding back. No. Lines were crossed. <laughs> Lines were crossed again. It's almost like, in a weird way, Sandman didn't know that Dream was going to say, like, please, sir, can I have another? And, um, Sandman sort of like thought, fuck you here, I'm trying to... Yeah. Almost like you're no-selling it, kind of. Even though that's not the case. But do you know what I mean? It felt that kind of, by the way, he'd start to really sort of... beat the shit out of him. But, um, yes, after that, we went to the highlights of the tournament. Like I said, you saw a lot of people, like Benoit made his first appearance, Malenko, obviously Scorpio, and Shane Douglas got to the final... And we saw I felt th- robbed that we couldn't see, like, why couldn't this episode just be literally the tournament? I, 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 can only, so I reckon those matches would have been really good. I can only imagine it's because of the, um, the finish. Because of changing it to extreme and all that, maybe it would have got mm. around to the magazines and it would have been out too fast for them to be able to like, keep up with. If they did like three weeks of the tournament, it might have already been in the magazine. Shane Douglas won the yeah. title. He's turned on the NWA. It's now extreme. <clears throat> so they might have... There might have been spoilers they, before they, spoilers. They wouldn't have been able to, to squeeze it all into one 
um, evening. Well, no. So, but that's the only thing. Uh, match is all right with these two. Not an awful match. Still always, obviously, love Shane Douglas, but always impressed with um, Two Cold Scorpio. Yep. Um, was... Oh, we missed out the bit, like, obviously, before this, like, the whole how, how 911 got eliminated. Yeah, you can recap that if you wish. Yeah, I thought it was genius. What we thought was Doink the Clown coming down to take out um, Paulie Dangerously was actually um, the franchise dressed as Doink. Which I thought was a bit of a curveball. I liked it, and I suppose that made it worth, made sense then why Doink the Clown was actually on the show, just for that little bit of storyline. That's and also that move from um, him to uh, Matt Bourne was because, you know, they, they referenced, but that's Matt Bourne and Matt Bourne's Doink and Doink's Matt Bourne. And so, yeah, they had already kind of started pulling it across, which was very good, I thought. Yeah, I'm really looking Doink's forward to The Undertaker. Um, oh, no. I'm looking forward to the next couple of episodes of that. But I've probably said that about 100 times. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, so the next little bit from this WWE article. With the NWA title on his shoulder and Mike Cafari in hand, the franchise paid tribute to former champions like Dusty Rose, Harley Race and Ric Flair. Before... Now. Oh, he didn't pay tribute to him at all, did he? No, Ric Flair didn't. So I, uh, I think this is an amazing speech that he gives. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking of uh, trying to, to cut it in so that our listeners can hear this speech, but obviously, you know, copyright. Mm. Um, but they own the video and they own the audio. They do not own the words. Words are free, people. They are everyone's. So therefore, uh, I thought what we could do instead is, Griff, you could give us a dramatic reading of his promo. Oh, this is tremendous. So what you just sent me, yeah? Yes. <laughs> okay. The magician of <laughs> dramatic. You've just won the title. Come on, this will be the trailer for the episode. How do you spell that? Lou Fez. Lou Fez. Yeah. Okay. In the tradition of Lou Fez, in the tradition of Jack Briscoe of the Briscoe Brothers, of Dory Funk Jr., of Terry Funk, the man who will never die, as the real Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, upstairs tonight, from the Harley races to the Barry Windhams, to the Ric Flairs, I accept this heavyweight title. Wait a second. I'm Kerry Von Eric. I'm the fat man himself, Dusty Rhodes. This is it tonight. Dad, God, that's beautiful. And Rick Steamboat, and they can all kiss my ass. Well, get stumped. <laughs> I'm not the man accepts a torch to be handed down to me from an organisation that died seven years ago. The franchise, Shane Douglas, is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. Tonight, before God and my father is witness, I declare myself the franchise as the new ECW heavyweight champion of the world. We have set out to change the face of professional wrestling. So tonight, let the new era begin. The era 
of the sports of professional wrestling, the era of the franchise, the era of the ECW. But I feel like in there, the word Extreme Championship Wrestling should have been there. Maybe you abbreviated it and I fucked up by saying ECW. No, because ECW wasn't announced until later. Uh, Extreme Championship Wrestling wasn't announced until the very end. It was the era, era of the ECW. I know, it was a bit like, not great at the start, but I thought I got into it. You into really did. It did, it did. It's weird because I could hear like, there's certain bits where I knew obviously Shane Douglas put like emphasis on it that I was, that I was expecting you to like do, but I thought it was a great, great rendition. Thank you. Um, thank you for honouring me and choosing me for, um, I'd just like to take this moment to thank the Academy, to thank Sports Arena, and um, to thank, thank the WWE Network for making this all possible. Apparently, um, Shane Douglas wasn't always up for this decision. Apparently, it was Douglas, Gordon and Heyman that knew about it. Shane Douglas was slightly resistant to doing it, but um, old Dennis... It's a the... massive decision. I suppose it's a massive, massive decision. Well, NWA was it's a big thing to dismiss. Apparently, the, the guy behind the NWA, Dennis had been bad-mouthing uh, Shane Douglas a lot, saying it was a bad risk and you shouldn't book him because he no-shows events. And um, Douglas obviously took great offence to this as he was about to be the champion of that same federation. Um, and the reason he said, Dad, tonight's the night, apparently because Dad always told him, do right by the people that do right by you, which is why he wanted to do it for um, Paul Heyman and Todd Gordon. Yeah. So... Yeah, all those things. But, um, yeah, so, basically, for people that don't know, Shane Douglas won the end. He beat um, Two Cold Scorpio. <laughs> um, he was presented with the NWA title. He threw it on the floor, picked up the Eastern Championship wrestling belt and basically declared it the Extreme Championship wrestling belt. Thus starting ECW as we know it, Extreme Championship wrestling. Which led to a segment with Todd Gordon, basically saying ECW is born. Well, it was Dennis, Dennis Carius. Yeah, that's the NWA guy first. I screwed Yeah. Yeah. Who, who kind of uh, looked a little bit out of place. Um, kind of try, difficult trying to work out whether it was a shoot or a, a, a work when he's talking. Um, isn't happy. Uh, you know, Shane Douglas is the champion. Yeah. Um, whether he likes it or not, which was, was a weird kind of uh, idea. Um, and, uh, you know, they they are still an affiliate and they need to work out what they're going to do, which is why Todd Gordon walked out and went, we're no longer an affiliate, we're no longer Eastern, we are now Extreme Championship Wrestling. This is massive. But if you think about the NWA this period, like I said, when reading before, so WCW just got rid of them. They went with this company and they basically just shit on them. Yep. Bad, bad time for NWA, isn't it? Like, where would they go from here? Well, nothing much for the next Until, 20 years. Well, they had that weird kind of thing with WWE, didn't they? They did, yeah. And and, uh, the, uh, seven. Yeah, I was going to say, it weren't until the, um, obviously, NWA, TNA sort of began, that it sort of got some sort of revitalization and Griff who now owns NWA Tower Records close yeah 
Billy Corrigan. Oh, I knew it was one of them two. Well, he's a vampire. <laughs> and he took all of that money from that song and bought the NWA with it. Guy smashing pumpkins, monies. Or is it Zwan? So that is one money. <laughs> uh, he spent so much time writing wrestling themes for people that he then got involved in wrestling and then uh, decided to buy NWA and the 10 pounds of gold. Which is a good series. Really is. Good series. Um, yes, yeah, so the show ends with a public enemy basically coming up to the Eastern Championship Wrestling banner, spray painting out Eastern and slowly writing extreme underneath. This feels like it took a lot longer than they expected it to. I thought yeah, they were writing I, something I, that wasn't extreme. I felt like where they wrote it was weird as well. I don't know. It just kind of like, like yeah, they, they've never spray painted before. <laughs> It just kind of felt like they had one take and it took them a while. And then they turned around. I'm glad round. they were there because I thought it's not an episode without Public Enemy. No, they turned around, looked at the camera and said, if you thought we were hardcore before, now we're going to take it to the street. <laughs> dollar, dollar bills, yo. Dollar, dollar bills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so that's that. What a great episode. It was the episode, and we're finally here. We're officially there. It is an amazing episode. It's amazing to, to actually watch it kind of play through and, and, and play out after hearing about it for so long and, and you know, knowing the, the story to some degree. But, um, yeah, just just even now, 20-odd years afterwards, the, the chaos that... Um, obviously comes out of this can be felt in this episode yeah massively um obviously we'll be doing the new updated mount rushmore next week because i think that'll work out if we do three episodes we'll get to 75 wouldn't it yep but i think um any memories of the eastern thing because obviously i suppose early early memories uh I suppose I still kind of... Do you think if you Hunter went Q back... Hunter Q. Robbins. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Early Hunter Q. Robbins. Super Destroyers. Yeah, early. Not what he comes out and gets before the accent. every week. Yeah, before the accent and just becoming a twat. J.T. Smith being chucked off. I don't know. It kind of felt an iconic moment like J.T. Smith getting chucked off the um, eagle's nest. Eddie Gilbert. Eddie Gilbert. Like booking every himself seg- every, every week. Super Destroyers, expecting them to be something they weren't. Six-pack Sully. Um, Glenn Osborne. Glenn Osborne, the man. I took a shot at him earlier on, but I don't mean it. I regretted it instantly. Super Fire Snooker. What you gonna do about it? TCB, <laughs> bruh. Don Morocco, Tito Santana turned up winning the world title just to disappear. British Bulldog, just good memories. British Bulldog, who we actually found his match. Just not on ECW TV. Not on ECW. It was, well, it turned out it, it wasn't. It was an ECW slash someone else show, wasn't it? Yes. That's good. That's good memories, and I, I'm excited for what lies ahead. Well, this this is, feels like the end of chapter one of this journey. For me, yeah, 
in yeah. this two chapter journey. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. No, I think there's three. I think I think, I think I you've think got a few. I think we start getting the pay per views. I know they're not pay per view. The specials. I think we're. I well, think no, yeah, specials, pay per views, um, TNN. There's different chapters. Yeah, I mean, I think what you've got for me is you've got the you're into the next chapter, which is the 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 burst into life of ECW, yeah, and the revolutionary business it becomes, and then you've got the bit where everyone catches up, so start just just absolutely ripping the talent away, yeah, and they're having to recreate and recreate and recreate. So, um, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the third chapter of you know you, we've got we've had the bit before the iconic names. We're then going to have the bit with the iconic names, and then you've got the bit after the iconic names have all been gobbled up. Yeah, mm. no, totally. But um, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. I'm glad we've done it. I'm, I'm glad. glad we're doing it. Not have done it. I'm glad we're doing it, and it's nice to know where it was before. And I suppose you can't. You, you can't have a memory thing before before we close off the show without like our first ever champion, the Sandman, with a surfboard, and he must have the biggest. If this was a TV series, he's got the biggest character arc. I rem- I remember early Sandman. You basically turn around and saying, "How is this guy anything? He's shit. He can't wrestle. He's awful. He still can't wrestle." If he but, can, um, he can. He, he can swing a cane, though. But somehow he can. He can swing a cane and he can smoke a cigarette. And he's going to have a beer soon as well. That's a new chapter. And he can design us some T-shirts. You see what I've got to part with? <laughs> Yow! I like it. I might just contact him and see if I can design T-shirts for him. And I think another memory is... Um, just why Cairo didn't do um, any promos to start off with. Like, <laughs> with teeth. Pay your bills, Cairo. Pay your dentist bills. <laughs> the multi-tour professional wrestling, the original. Still the greatest the t-shirt. Original. Still the greatest t-shirt. They're sold out. Has them all come available? Um, we're getting them in. We're getting them in, okay. We've got them. But but the sadness is that, you know, the best seller of ours at Zazzle is the Will Effing Get There t-shirt. And uh, in a very familiar font. And um, uh, I don't know how that's going to sell anymore because we are, we're, we're there. There's still memories. It's, it's a journey, isn't it? It's a journey. So right, if you have one of those journey. and you're looking for the next T-shirt to add to your, your chapter, look out for the We've Effing Got There T-shirt. <laughs> We're going to be really busy this week at making T-shirts. Oh. Got this. I'll help have... you pay your bills. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. Um, thank you very much for listening. Obviously, as we've said a couple of times, make sure you go over to Zazzle and check out all the Sports Arena, Reese W, Extreme Inspired T-shirts, as well as everything else. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Sports Arena. There's actually been a few little things on Instagram. That's exciting. Really? Really? And we will be back next week with more. And make sure you follow at Matt DeMatt on Twitter. I'm over him. He's, he's disappeared, so, you know, we miss you, Matt. DeMatt. Oh. He's a memory, isn't he? Matt is not in the house. Oh, sorry, not sorry. Matt, Matt, Matt has left the building. 
Oh, mate. Why are you going to end it on a downer? I know. I was celebrating Matt DeMatt at Matt DeMatt on Twitter. Not sorry. Your mother's a whore. Griff, you've got to do your bit now. I don't have a bit, do I? We've had like these episodes. You must have a bit. Hip man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you later.